Today's reading is Luke 15, verses 3 to 32. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman who has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has come back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you for your welcome back. It's good to be home. Now we're starting a new series today on three aspects of the Lord's Supper or communion. Blessed, broken and given. And today we're looking at that word blessed. And it takes us back to the provision of bread and how that provision in the wilderness for the Israelites was such a blessing. The Passover meal developed from Exodus 12, where the Israelites daubed the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, and God passed over them. That enriched the Israelites so spiritually and physically. And if there are spiritual or physical blessings that you need from God today, the communion table is one of the best places to go. This is the spiritual feast based on that Passover meal that Jesus reminds of. How we used to come and please ourselves, being far away from God, but he searched for us and he showed us how much he loved us. He suffered the pains of the cross so our sins could be wiped out. And this is where we today hold up the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus And God passes over us, not judging us guilty anymore. Now, to receive God's blessings means that we want a purpose in our hearts to be in the presence of God. So the reason we read that story of the prodigal son is that the son who remained at home did not want to join in the blessings of the welcome home feast for his brother But he failed to see how he equally was now leaving the presence of his father. So both brothers in this story are lost. And that's why Jesus prefaces this parable and why we read it as a long reading. He prefaces this parable with a a lost sheep away from home and a lost coin at home. And when something dear and precious to us is lost and then found, when we come back into communion 
with the Father, there is likewise great rejoicing and an outpouring of blessing. So what are these blessings? I mentioned our communion service is based on the Last Supper that Jesus had with his disciples that the Gospels speak of, and that Last Supper was the Passover meal that had been going on for many, many years. So the first thing to note is that all food comes from God. Food in itself is a blessing. And this bread and wine that we will share later symbolizes the life and power of God and is therefore not an ordinary meal. Just as in 1 Kings 19, verses 5 to 8, when God sent a meal to Elijah by an angel. The meal itself was very ordinary. It was just bread and water. But because God was involved, it carried with it supernatural power, giving Elijah strength to go without food and water for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, we know that after some days, bread goes stale. At least ours does. But in Exodus 16, God sent the Israelites a special type of bread from heaven, which they called manna, which means in Hebrew, what is that? It was unique. It was special. And also they were able to preserve some of it in the Ark of the Covenant for generations without it going stale or moldy or rotten. So this bread that sustained God's people in the wilderness became the focus of an annual feast, remembering God's provision and all the blessings of protection and sustaining the experience. In fact, this Passover meal that Jesus shared with his disciples included nine blessings at the beginning of the meal. And this recollection of blessings, it is said, we thank you, God, for giving us the gift of festivals for joy and holidays for happiness. Among them, this day of Passover, the festival of our liberation, a day of sacred assembly, recalling the exodus from Egypt. That's followed by another blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us in life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season today. Later in the meal, there are other blessings from Scripture that are given. I'm not going to go through all of them, but here are some of them. Firstly, for divine protection. See, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. So as we participate in this communion service today, think of starting this week by celebrating the blessings that this bread and this wine will bring us. And add to that thought the promise that God watches over us, our going out, our coming in every day when we leave the house and we go to work or shopping or whatever you do and then come back again. He is watching over us. He goes before us. He protects us in this journey of life that we're all on. And we don't often comment on it, but angels are part of that. I don't know if you noticed the reference to angels in that reading and in the verses that I've included as well. And that's vital to know because the closer we draw to Jesus, the more we become the focus of attention of Satan and he tries to mess things up. 
but with God's promise of divine protection, we need not fear. Then there's the blessing of food and health. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. That comes in Exodus 23, verse 2. And then moving on to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 10, we read this, the cup of blessing that we bless. Is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. And Paul, of course, is quoting from the Passover blessings over the wine and the bread, which says, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who brings bread from the land. And notice the wording that Paul uses about bread. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. And it was the custom in Israel for the head of the house to begin the Passover meal by taking the loaf of bread, giving thanks for it, then breaking it, and giving to each one at the table, which is exactly what we will do a little later on. And it's what Jesus did at the Last Supper. And Paul uses that custom as a symbol of unity. And remember, he's writing to the Corinthians who had serious problems with unity. They were all over the place, all sorts of stuff going on that he was chiding them for. So Paul uses this symbol of the one loaf of bread, broken and shared, as a blessing that demonstrates unity. Many people don't know that sense of unity with others in their lives. So never forget how precious a blessing it is to have people who will laugh with you, cry with you, and love us. A spiritual family like we enjoy here that walk with us through the ups and downs of life. And so the Lord's Supper is an occasion to bless God and receive the blessing of our salvation afresh. Enjoy the blessings of unity with our brothers and sisters. So we want to be seeking reconciliation quickly if that gets broken down. See that you're right with one another, since we are one body, one loaf. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing of your word, and we thank you for uh, the blessing of the bread that we will participate in later on, and the wine, which symbolizes your body and your blood. We thank you, Lord, that you are always willing to bless us, always wanting to bless us, and we pray that as we approach this week, you will indeed watch over our going out and our coming in and give us the sustenance and strength that we need for whatever we will face in this coming week. We thank you for that blessing, Lord. Amen. Amen. And to remember the targets set in the Paris Agreement.